surprise episode. What? That's right, folks. Uh, we are in the hyperbolic pod chamber producing two episodes in the time that it normally takes to produce one. Uh, by which I mean it is, uh, we're talking to you from the past. It has been 12 hours since we recorded the last episode. Maybe the hyperbolic time chamber is just a cheap trick to make weak fighters stronger. To make weak podcasts produce more episodes. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, this is the first episode that we're producing professionally. We we literally have uh, Super Saiyan. We have gone Super Saiyan with our audio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the last few episodes, sorry, the last few, every episode of this show prior to this one has been recorded on a single blue Yeti sitting in the middle of a table between the two of us. And if we had a guest, then we were kind of splitting headphones. It was a big mess. Sort of a Yamcha mic, I would say. A, a Yamcha level mic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we've evolved. We've we've our power levels have far surpassed uh, that puny microphone. Did you know that uh, in that Dragon Ball Z fighting game called Dragon Ball Z Fighter or Dragon Ball Fighters, um, the reason that they all fight like in Street Fighter with like the same power level is because there's some kind of like spell or something cast on them that makes them weaker. But Yamcha's like, I don't feel any different. That's pretty good. Because they just brought (laughs) everyone everyone down down to Yamcha's Yamcha's level. level. That's good. Yeah. Um, If you're going to do that, then you should just have everyone play baseball. Yeah, that would be really fucking sick. He does, yeah. Dragon Ball baseball. Because Yamcha becomes a professional baseball player. Yeah. Well, he's like the strongest human in the world, but he fucking... Is he? I think Krillin... Is he stronger than Krillin? Well, Krillin is not a per- is not a human. And no, he's a cop. Yeah, so, so actually, no, you're right. Yeah, no, so it doesn't count. Is he stronger than Master Roshi? Oh, absolutely. Is he stronger than Videl? Yeah, I think so. Probably. Unfortunately, because he's been training his whole life. Yeah, I guess Videl just started when she was like... No, she was training her whole... Because her dad, uh, you know, she she basically is like... what What's her name? Paige McMahon. I think that's the daughter's name. Oh, I see. So in this scenario, just, Vince yeah. McMahon is I mean, Mr. Satan. Mr. Satan is like base is like kind of a Vince McMahon. And not quite. He's like not sm- like he's not enough to be a Vince McMahon. racist, terrible man, no. though. He's but he good. does. He has the same gift for showmanship, you know? Yeah. It was me all along, Goku. You know, kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, but we've got real microphones now. Very we've got exciting. two two mics instead of one, and this should be a much smoother anime podcast experience. And this is going to be kind of a test run for them because this episode's probably going to be a little shorter than usual. But we're just banking this one because Eric, uh, we'll see. It might be a little bit of a. It might be a bit of a climb. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, but. Yeah, we're banking this one. We're coming to you from the past. Uh, usually we record the weekends before this goes up on Monday. This is a week in the past, so I hope nothing truly horrible happens between now and the time that you're hearing this. I hope mountains don't get canceled. I hope there's not an expose that's like, so like, listen, we found some old Friendster posts that these mountains made uh, and they were We went on the internet offensive. archive. We dug up Friendster. We did some art, internet archaeology. Uh, you know, Chuck Wendig really didn't want us to look at the internet archive. We found some terrible photos of the mountains, uh, sort of like crevices in the mountains making soy face. Yeah, it's upsetting. Um, so as long as that doesn't happen, I think we're good. Good day, my cromulent wife. 
Good day. I'm, I'm my I epic have to, partner. I have to go. I have to go. It's time for a truly epic podcast hour full of what? What have you? Wiggity woo wong, splee blue, Chuck Wendig noises. You you should start introducing every episode that way. I think it would really do well. I think it would really help our numbers. I don't think we intro. We have not introduced a podcast. I don't think so. I. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's only been four and a half minutes. So. Uh, uh, Much like the show we're doing today, no, the yeah, nice, first like nice, five minutes nice. are just sort of nothing, nice, and then things happen for about a minute, and then it's the credits. Great, so, well, that was really good. Yeah, uh, uh, I am your co-host, uh, Fanbite Secretary of Anime uh, Eric Thurm, uh, and I'm your co-host, Fanbite uh, Great Teacher Merritt. Nice. Okay, so we're still we're still on that. We're still okay. I wasn't sure if you were going to do like a mountain climbing one this this time. No, I couldn't think of one fast enough. Nice. I didn't uh, learn enough about mountain climbing from these three episodes. Right, right, yeah, yeah. You could be like fanbite uh, free solo expert. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. One hundred twenty-seven at one hundred twenty-seven podcasts. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I wonder if there's an episode of this show where someone has to gnaw off their own leg. It's funny that you mentioned that. We're going to get to that. Okay. Uh, I don't think that quite happens, but like it, it does get to that territory, actually. So we're going to skip uh, our traditional flashback segment because it, unless you have it's watched- It's been 12 yeah, hours. Did you watch the anime in the last 12 hours? No. All I watched last night was like old episodes of Black Books, which is like almost an anime, but it's also that's made masochist. by a truly yeah, horrible man. Yeah. Oof. Um, that's tough. I think I finished Parasite the Maxim last night. Uh, I don't remember if I had finished it when we recorded, but I did finish it last night. Nice. Let's 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 move on. Yeah. Uh, so the show that we did this week is a sh- another short form show, which I'm really excited about. I've really enjoyed uh, the short form shows that we've done. This one is called Encouragement of Climb. Uh, Yama no Susume, the literal translation is Recommendation of Mountaineering, apparently. It is a slice-of-life manga uh, written and illustrated by a mangaka named Shiro uh, that started in 2011. The anime series started in 2013 and was simulcast by Crunchyroll. It's produced by 8-Bit and directed by Yusuke Yamamoto, who mostly directs things for Studio 8-Bit. And there are three seasons of this. And counting. Yeah, there are three seasons of the show. Uh, The premise of it is very, very simple. There are, at this point, I I am led to believe there are more characters later. Right now, there are basically two characters. uh, Aoi Yukimura, who uh, just wants to have a quiet life. You know, sort Mm -hmm. of like, yeah. Uh, And her friend, uh, Hinata uh kurawe i believe is how you pronounce that not positive uh who loves mountains and drags her along with her to do mountain climbing and that's basically the premise of the show is just that uh this sort of like very domineering girl keeps sort of bullying this sweet child who wants to just do crafts and indoor hobbies and is like you have to come climb mountains with me um yeah, so let's let's. I I don't think either of us knew anything about this going in. So let's just sort of dive. I had never heard about this. I had not either. It was on a list of short form shows uh, that Jason had sent to me after we did uh, Extra Olympia Key Close, and we pulled it from the list, and here we are. Uh, I thought it was kind. I thought it was fun for for what it was. What what was your? I think you 
in the 10 minutes we spent watching the show because we watched the first three episodes, uh-huh. each of which is three and a half minutes long. Uh, you seemed kind of cool on it in those 10 minutes. No, it's enjoyable. <clears throat> it was fun. It's just like, I mean, nothing much happens. I feel like you'd have to watch like just a ton of episodes to get something to happen because it does feel like every episode of this is just like a chapter of the manga. And um, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's one of those shows where someone doesn't want to do something. The conflict is between a character who doesn't want to do stuff and a character who wants them to do stuff. And that can be fun. And I like the dynamic of this character who's just like afraid and overprepares and um, just wants to be inside. And like, there's a tragic backstory, although it's like not that tragic. It's, it's like, pretty funny. It's pretty I, funny. So like, yeah. Um, Cause th- this starts, I think like when they start high school. Right. So she just started high school and then this girl that she grew up with, but they sort of like lost touch um, comes up to her and is like, Oh, Hey, it's you again. We should like go climbing mountains. Like we used to. And she's like, Oh yeah, I forgot that I used to. No, climb she mountains. doesn't remember it first. She just part- she just like goes along with it. To right, be polite. right, She right, does right. not remember yeah. it at all. Um, and then she remembers that she stopped climbing mountains because she fell off the jungle gym and broke her leg. Which honestly, extremely relatable. One of the most relatable anime experiences I think I've ever seen. I didn't. Did you break a bone as a child? Uh, I never broke any bones as a child, but I was a huge baby. And anytime I fell off of anything and was even remotely injured, I would be like, nope, time to go home and read the D&D rule books cover to cover because I have nobody to play with. Nice. Depressing. Um, <laughs> nice. Pretty fucking cool. Yeah. No, but I never broke any bones as a kid either. Um, which I guess is is lucky. But I think if you are going to break a bone... That is the time to do it. Yeah, my brother, I believe my brother broke a bone this way. My brother broke many, many bones uh, over the course of his childhood. Yeah. Uh, one one was, in fact, I believe, from falling off of monkey bars. I mean, the thing is, kids, folks, falling off a thing as a kid, you're pretty small. You don't weigh that much. So you're probably going to be fine. And also you have, you have childlike superhuman regeneration powers. powers. Yeah. Yeah. All kids can extend metal claws from their hands to kill their foes, um, which includes sort of saber-toothed tiger men and then like Russian vampires. Yep. Um, yeah, actually, that's fun fact. People underestimate how much falling can hurt you as an adult because most people don't fall that much. And, and like, unless you're in, in the adulthood, co- yeah. Unless you're in the commercial. Unless you're in the commercial, yeah. And then but, you've fallen and you can't get up. Hey, be careful on ladders, guys, because um, you probably weigh a lot more than you did as a kid and falling can easily kill you, even falling from a stepladder. So just a PSA. Wow, this is a really morbid episode so far. Although that is, ap- that is appropriate given that the title of the third episode is Mountains Are Dangerous? Mountain climbing with a, with, is dangerous? Uh, with an interrobang. Uh, yeah. Uh, which is kind of, uh, 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 I appreciated the head fake because it feels like the sort of intention of that title is to make you think one of them is going to get injured. Uh, and that is not what happens. It's very much not. It's, um, they do a starter mountain for babies. Yeah. So the main character thinks that it's going to be like an actual like climb and she's like, Oh, I got to pack. I'm going to pack my mountain climbing helmet and like, and rations and, rations and, and clothes and rope. And then it's like, just like a paved path up the side of a mountain. 
and uh, a babe, a literal baby is just like running up like mountain climbing, mountain climbing. Which is a good, it's like a good gag. We have mountains at home. Uh, and the, the, and when they make it to the top of the mountain, the baby is already there. Yeah. Uh, idiots. But then they have a nice time. What, okay, so what this episode reminded me of is the Seinfeld episode where George is obsessed with, uh, I think his name's Tony, the, uh, what they call a mimbo. <laughs> which is, they really missed the boat They were on so that close. One. They were so they were close. one letter off. But it's possible that if they had used the term himbo, then we would have like rebelled and yeah. be calling them mimbos at this yes. point in time. But yeah, George is obsessed with Elaine's boyfriend, Tony, who's a himbo and uh, goes mountain climbing with him and is just like, oh, what kind of sandwiches do you want me to make, Tony? Oh, okay. I'm going to make peanut butter. Uh, I'm like a ham sandwich. And this character is literally like making sandwiches before the trip to be like, I'll show you. I can make sandwiches. Uh, I'm cool. I'm cool and feminine, uh, is what she says. And makes these lines. like bizarre sandwiches. Yeah, they're like, there's like hard boiled egg. I mean, I think they're just like egg sandwiches. I guess. It's like hard boiled like eggs with pickles and cucumbers and vegetables. It's like a lot of vegetables. They seem like pretty good sandwiches. I would eat them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it turns out they're just like walking up to the top of the hill. Her friend has like a little gas stove. So they make tea and eat Which sandwiches. And she's like hiding the reject sandwiches, which is... Uh, I think she eats the reject sandwiches, yeah. maybe. Uh, the ones that aren't up to par. Yes, up to her high standards. Which maybe is one way to sort of dive in uh, to one of the big topics. Because I, I don't, I did not ask you about this while we were watching. This is a Yuri, right? Unclear. I think this is a Yuri. So I, mm. I should say, sort of for context... The, the, like, opening flashback is uh, of them, like, holding hands on the top of the mountain. Uh, and, like, I don't know. I think the subtext is there. It's, like, I, they're in this. It's, I, I hate to be that person who's, like, people can hold hands without it being romantic. But, like, I didn't get those vibes from this. And that was my first thought, too. Like, oh, this is where this is going to go. But, like, it's doesn't unless well, it's, it's just like a very slow burn it is so okay. i wasn't i don't i don't think that's where it goes 100 percent, but i do think it's like uh part of the subtext like so I, i'll say in, in the time sort of before we started recording uh i like went through some of the episode descriptions to get a sense of what happens in the show and there's like a whole arc of uh uh, Hinata feeling jealous because Aoi is like hanging out with like one of the other girls and they like have a sort of slowly growing girl crew of mountain climbers uh, on which they go on like multiple friend dates that like are explicitly called friend dates in the titles of the episodes. Um, the other sort of weird research because I, I did want to do a little bit of I did a little bit of research on Shiro the mangaka Specifically because, uh, and now now I want to describe to you sort of the other work that they do. So uh, the newish manga that this mangaka does uh, that started in like late 2019 or early 2020 in Young King Hours, one of our favorite uh, manga magazines, mm -hmm. uh, is called Kamara Hajimete Moli Desuka, uh, which I think i've seen translated as girls with cameras which i don't think is an actually accurate translation uh but let me let me describe let me read the one sentence description on anime news network of this to you yeah 
The magazine hints that the manga story will center on Mito, an introverted high school girl with large breasts who walks with a slouch. An older lady introduces her to a world beyond the viewfinder. So that sort of is why I was like, I'm pretty sure this is like what the, you know, there's going to be like a little bit more of that subtext. There also is an episode a little bit later on in the show. Let me find the title of it. I believe it's one of the OV. It is not one of the OVAs. Um, oh, it is one of the OVAs. Uh, it's called Encouragement of Bra? Question mark. Uh, in which they find out that one of the characters only wears sports bras because she goes climbing all the time and they go to like buy a proper proper bra and she gets fitted and then talks about it like the first time she started wearing mountain gear where she's like, it fits actually. Who Wait, who is the mangaka? Right, so I did a little bit of research because I was like, if this is a dude, it sucks. And I don't want to go too deep because I like have some anxieties around blowing up this person's spot uh-huh. uh, because I, you know, like they publish. Yeah, because our a- podcast has a huge listenership. No, but like- you know, I don't know. It's just like, okay, so I'm pretty sure. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll tell you the, the conclusion I came to in my very brief research. Okay. I'm almost positive that this mangaka uh, is a woman who is like married or in a long-term partnership with another female mangaka and they have two adorable children. I go mountain climbing together and take photos. Okay. That's and good. like that's pretty sick, actually. I that's quite good. like that. Uh, like, how much digging did you have to do to find that? Not that much. It took me like fifteen minutes of scrolling down their Twitter. Okay. It mostly just they they like you know were like retweeting this like one account a lot and like they both post photos of the children and sort of like was not that hard to put together. I don't know if that's hundred percent true, so I, I don't want to be like this is definitively, but that's my guess. From the 15 minutes that I spent looking at this. Do you want to see? And I think this is fine. Like, these are all public photos of the children. Do you want to see some adorable photos of their children? Yes. So here's one. Oh, no. Wait. Uh, what are those characters? Wait. Okay, wait. Sorry. Uh-huh. Um, I know this is just Google translated, so this is probably not exactly it. No, but you, but you know what this is, what the reference is. So this is a photo of this like very adorable child. He's sort of like splayed out. Uh, and I the tra- the Google Translate is son sleeping in the posture when Mario was killed, which I think is supposed this is the this is the pose of like when Mario gets hit with a, a spike oh, or something and like, and, like flies in, yeah, and is like sort of splayed up a little bit. That's the pose. Is that the Noid on that blanket? It could be. Just sort of like a chill. Is that the guy from a chill uh, Mandy from Skull and Mandy or whatever that show is called. So I actually think these are characters from Anpan Man. Oh. Like I think that's Anpan Man down there. Uh, there are some other like, you know, things that are like. I think it's pronounced One Punch Man. Yes, this is, this child loves the uh, comedy, the pastiche sort of like depressive manga One Punch Man. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, this is, this is good content. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm going to show you, I think, one more, and then we can sort of move on from that because it feels kind of creepy. Uh, this is another very adorable one of the sun in hiding in a box. Uh, uh, performing an infiltration mission yes. at home. Yeah. So, yeah, I was a little bit anxious about that subtext when we started watching because I was like, if this is just like a dude who loves mountain climbing, it will suck. Um, and my suspicion is that it sort of will have like increasing gay subtext, but not be like super explicit about it. Uh, and that, that is like sort of drawn from 
real life experience. Does that change your your perception of the show at all? This this sort of yeah, product of, I mean, of this like 15, 20 minutes that I spent scrolling through this person's Twitter. Uh, I mean, yeah. Kind That's of. research, like, folks. I don't know. I didn't really get enough of an impression that like I was going to be like, oh, if this was made by this person, it's bad. If it was made by this person, then it's fine. I had that thought only after reading the premise of the follow-up series. That where makes I was sense, like, yeah. I think if you're like a dude writing that series, like, I don't know, man. Where you're like, this is a, a show about what it, how difficult it is to take photos when you have gigantic yabos. Okay, yeah. No, that one for that's sure. That's what I'm saying. That's when I was like, that's, I need to know. I like I, found that and I was like, I have to know now. Yeah. Because I was like trying to find that's, a little bit of what this person did and I found that description. And then my sort of like Kill Bill alarm bell went off. Yeah. And was like, I need to know for the sake of context for this podcast episode where this person is coming from yeah uh because that is a thing that like really changes depending on context the basic premise of this show does not but that right does. okay yeah totally totally uh 8-bit on the other hand the studio that did this mostly does shorter things so they they have been around not for a super long time they've been around since 2008 um and they were just announced so they now have like a long-term partnership with bandai namco uh, so I guess Rip. Oh. That may be unfortunate. I don't know. I feel like people tend not to have good business relationships with Bandai, but I could mm. be wrong about that. Um, but more importantly, so this was also one of their first like full series. Um, I mean, a lot of them I think are short form, uh, but they've done a lot of things that have very funny names, including the <clears throat> Shonen Maid Comet Lucifer, uh, How to Keep a Mummy. That's a great title. Oh, I think I know about that oh, one. Oh, great. So yeah. the one that I know that they do, because I think they've sort of become more popular in recent years, they do That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime. Oh, boy. Do you do you not know about this one? I know about that one. Wait, what? Because I don't know that much about it. I just know that it's popular. But I was like, oh, it's, okay. So the, the, the studio does stuff that, like, I, I yeah, some of our I, listeners would know. I mean, it's... Uh, an isekai. It just, yeah, it's like an isekai. I think the slime is horny, though. I mean, that makes sense. I the, don't know. the mummy one sounds actually good. It's like some some kid who gets like. This, oh, I have heard about this, this one. Gift yeah. of like this tiny little like cute mummy from his dad, and then just like takes care of it or something, and it's like I don't know, like six inches tall or something, and it's just like this little cute mummy. That's good. It seems good. Yeah, yeah that actually is very good. Uh, no, I have heard about this one. Maybe we should do that at some point. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, yeah, but I was just like looking because it's sort of like, I mean, obviously whatever. Also, they've done some Maycross movies, um, or one Maycross movie. Is Macro- that, is that movie. it? Is it Maycross? Macross. I always said Macross, but I could be wrong. Mac- Macross. Hey, is Macross. actually how you pronounce it. No, Macross. Uh, my, my, it's Jesus on the Macross. Oh my God. <laughs> just sort of like Mac Jesus. No, that's the wrong Mac anime. That's a uh, Maeva. Uh-huh. Oh, my, oh, Shinji. Um, yeah, but I just was sort of looking at that because it's like, you know, the, it seems like when we, you know, we sometimes will talk about on this show things being, or maybe we haven't formally talked about this on a spectrum from like not very anime to very anime in which being not very anime or very anime, I think is not like an aesthetic judgment of quality so much as it is a characteristic um, in the same way, 
uh, that people will often, and I think this specifically comes from uh, Matt Lubchansky, talking about Wachowski uh, sister properties as being not very Wachowski or very Wachowski. Right. So it just depends on whether you like stuff that is very anime or not very anime. Yeah. I like some of it. I think both. Yeah. I don't think it's, again, it's, that's not an indication of quality. It's sort of often, I think an indication of tropes of like the, the presence of a lot of tropes of the medium, but some of that stuff can be really good and some of it is fucking horseshit. And that's true of stuff that like isn't really anime either. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, and, and like very much, I think there is a lot of this char- like characteristic and sort of the way that you would describe things that way, I think obviously applies to like Western stuff as well, where yeah. you could like watch something and be like, that's extremely anime. Like that's how I feel about Riverdale. Like Riverdale is extremely anime. Um, but and obviously that sort of like is a different use of the word than just being like, this is a genre of animation that's produced in Japan. But I think a lot of people colloquially, uh, use it that way. Very anime. Yes, exactly. Just sort of like sitting here. Victor Garber just like telling you like, that was very anime. You've, you've the the anime board of America. Wait, oh, that's. That would be a very good job for Jenna uh, to have on 30 Rock, where she's, like, representing the the anime board, and she has to, like, walk around in a Sailor Guardian costume. God. And she's just like, Paul! And Paul's like, you know, and, like, the thing that gets them... This is, We're about to do a deep dive on this one very specific 30 Rock episode. Um, <clears throat> the Wool Council episode. The Wool Council episode. Uh, the plot of which is that Jenna uh, is the face of the Wool Council, but then uh, Victor Garber talks a lot about how wool is like very straight and, you know, uh, normative. It's, it's a family fiber. Yes, a family fiber. Uh, and so they don't like, uh, you know, they don't like the fact that Jenna's partner, Paul, uh, has uh, people come and sit on them. The, the sitter. The sitter, listen, the sitter comes over and they talk a lot about the health benefits oh, of being sat on. We don't care. We don't want to hear about the health benefits of weekly sittings. <laughs> so take your perversions and get out of here. Yeah. Uh, what do you, so now that we've gone this deep into that, what do you think it would look like if that happened in, in, I think, in an anime I context? Think, oh, I don't know what happened to my voice there. I got too excited about sitting. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just like, listen, I'm constantly talking about the health benefits. Um, I think that... Victor Garber would see uh, Jenna and Paul doing the thing where they dress as each other and have weird sex games and be like, very anime. <laughs> That's extremely true, I think. Very anime. Yeah, absolutely. You're hired. Uh, so, but what do you think would be the thing that would like break it? Like, what do you think the thing that would, would end that relationship? Um, maybe the fact that they actually are like the most normal people in the show because their whole thing in that little later part of that series is that on the face of it, they are like really bizarre, but they are like the most well-adjusted normal people Mm -hmm. on 30 rock. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, they get super, when they get super into normaling, Uh but I feel like the problem with that is that then when you're normaling, you just like become the slice of life count. You like are in the slice of life council. You're on the student council. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe when they find out Jenna's real age, they're like, you can't convincingly play a high schooler. God. 
Uh, and that's what that's what takes her out of consideration because no, no matter what, whether you're normal or like extremely anime, you have to be a high school student. And then she plays the hot mom that Anazuka mm. goes after. I would watch that. I would, I would too. I would really enjoy that. Wow. Now this is making me sad. I just want Jane Krakowski. Live action Western Anizuka. With Jane Krakowski. Who would play Anizuka? We're getting off topic. We can okay, come but back. No, but I mean, we're, we're, we're playing in the space. We're playing in the space. And also, there are ten, we watched 10 minutes we of this show. We watched 10 minutes of this we, show, yeah. We left some, some uh, sort of like, we gave ourselves some extra rope. Wink, yeah. wink. Uh, get it? Because rope, mountain. Yeah. Uh, to, to play with. Who would, because I thought we were going to actually talk about this last night and we did not. Who would play Anazuka? Uh, yes. Who, who is like a, a sort of like bastard enough to play Anazuka? But like this, that specific type of bastard. I think the problem is it would, it like, if you had asked a couple of years ago, it would have been like Ansel Elgort or something, which yeah. wouldn't be good necessarily, but that's definitely who would do it. I don't, whenever someone asked me, like, who would you cast as this? I'm like, I don't know who actors are. I feel like. I mean, he's old. He's a little old. Um, but it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't really matter how old this character mm-hmm. is. I feel like Chris Evans could do it. Yeah, although I do think that, like, you would have to make substantial changes to the plot then because he would be way older he's than too the old. I mean, just make him shave. I don't, th- t- it's Tom Holland. Just Tom Holland being no. like, <laughs> oh, I'm in the Onibaku gang. <laughs> What's up, everybody? That's me. Uh, uh, Lucas Hedges. Who are actors? I, I just List think, of actors. Wait, what if they just waited a couple of years and got one of the fucking Stranger Things kids? I just searched actors. Okay, what'd you, what'd you get? Break it down for me. Um, here's the list of actors that come up when you just search, or when I just search actors on uh-huh. my work account. Sure. Tom Hanks. Robert De Niro. Also consider one of these could be the bastard vice principal. Yeah. Brad Pitt, Adam Driver, Jamie Foxx, Leonardo DiCaprio as the bastard vice principal. That would be fun. Tom Cruise, Hugh Jackman, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. As- Shia LaBeouf. Al Pacino as the friend. Uh, who just like has a ponytail and works on his motorcycles all day. Jake Actually, Hill Shia LaBeouf could also do that. Yeah. Um, Brian Cranston as the bastard. As the, yeah, Brian Cranston would be a great bastard vice principal. Uh, it turns out that there are no young male actors. Wow. They're all... They're all in there. They're all old. Yeah, they're all Paul just... Paul like, Rudd. We could get... Paul I mean, Rudd listen, could be a friend. Yeah, he could Rudd be the could friend. Paul Rudd could play Onizuka. He could be the friend, the Onizuka's friend. Oh, I thought um, you were going to say he could be Onizuka. I mean, that too. Listen, there are no... Paul Rudd is the youngest looking male actor on this list. There are no young male actors. No, it would, I mean, genuinely, probably if Hollywood was making it, they would cast one of the Stranger Things kids, but not the young kids. They would play the one who plays like the older guy. Stranger. It's, it's his, he played, search Stranger Things Steve and you'll, you'll sort of see what I'm talking about. Stranger Things. Steve. Yeah. Oh, it's the sailor suit. Boy. Yes, that guy. An ode to Steve Harrington, the soft hero, Stranger Things fans, dot, dot, dot. That honestly is the title of an anime episode. Can you read that again? Because that is the title of an anime episode. An ode to Steve Harrington, the soft point. hero, Stranger Things fans, dot, dot, dot. dot, dot. dot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he could do it. 
John Boyega, he's pretty young. Yeah. I would let John Boyega play an anime bastard is what we're saying, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, this kid's hair is outlandish. I mean, is Onizuka's hair not outlandish? No. He it's has normal short hair. It's not no, but it's like it's like really blonde though. Yeah, but people can have blonde hair. Okay. I think we've have we have we extracted all yeah. of the juice have from this? Have you ever climbed a mountain? Yeah. Which mountain? I don't remember. I've done. I mean, I you've, you haven't actually done like mountain climbing. No, 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 no. no. Obviously, yeah. Not. But you've walked up mountains. Yeah, I've done um, a few years ago. I think like the biggest climb I've done, which is like very embarrassing because I don't think it was that big. Uh, a few years ago, I went to Norway Ooh, and did yeah, and fancy. did a climb there, which was very nice. But like, I was like kind of dying because I did not pack well for this trip. Didn't pack Sammies? Uh, no, I did not pack Sammies. I was traveling with uh, my very uh, adept outdoor friend. Um, it was very embarrassing. It sucked. I, I didn't do a good job. Uh, but no, it, it was nice. And I, I have done, I would say, intermittent sort of like hikes since then. Which I would not have expected because, like Owie, I uh, spend a lot of time indoors and hate having to do things. But I don't know. Like, it's kind of nice. I like. I enjoy. Yeah, a I think nice. Uh, a nice. Humanity hike. has a natural urge to climb. It's like in Assassin's Creed when you climb up a tower and then you can see all around and you find all the waypoints and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why that's in that game because. We all want to just be at the top of something and sort of survey. You know? say, say a little bit more about that. Cause I, it sounds um, like you're saying that the sort of like climbing in Assassin's Creed is a manifestation of, uh, of human like DNA. Yeah. I mean, it's about climbing in trees and stuff, right? Like in the Savannah and all that shit in the jungle, you got to climb up to see predators and stuff. Mm. Anyway. Well, the weird thing about that is that, you know what else is in our DNA to help us see predators? No. Infrared vision, right? Isn't that how that's how they see the predator? No, the predator sees you. Oh, right, the predator sees you. <laughs> that's the key point of that film. Oh, is right, that so I got it the wrong way? <laughs> we've, we've evolved to not. You can't see the predator. <laughs> that's why it's the predator. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, we'd like to take this time to apologize to the predator. I, I, I know we'd like that, to apologize to, to our Gaucho listeners. <laughs> the, predator, for, the predator American community. For, um, yeah, disrespecting their their Vision. long and honorable history. Uh, of killing history. Yeah. Uh, whoops. Listen, they only kill soldiers because it's a it's a sport hunting. Except then they they're really sore losers and they blow themselves up. So. Uh. Uh. What's What's your sort of uh, outdoor history? I'm 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 waiting. For, I'm excited. For, yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear about this. Minimal. No, I I don't know. When I was a kid, we lived in a place that was surrounded by what we call the mountain, but was in fact sort of just like a rocky ridge, not like a real mountain. I don't think. Um, so we would like bike up there, and there's like waterfalls and stuff like that. I've like walked up a few 
mountains or hills in some places, like in Ireland and Scotland. I definitely Ooh. walked up. Wow, some... I can't believe you hit me with the fancy on Norway. Norway is fancier than Scotland or Ireland. Absolutely. Okay. Listeners, please chime in to tell us what you think is fancier. What's a fancy country to climb mountains in? Norway is, I feel like Northern Europe is like very fancy. I think by that you just mean that they have a better social safety net and like are, are sort of treat their citizens better. Yeah, fancy. I hope we can sort of extract like the aesthetic quality of fanciness from people having their basic needs met by the state. That's, yeah, that's what it means. Um, mm. but what was that like? Did you, did you uh, tell me a little it bit was about, cool. about Scotland? I don't know. In Scotland, there's a thing called Arthur's Seat, which is in Edinburgh. And nice. walked up that. Nice. And uh, you can see the whole city. There's like a big castle in the middle of the city, which is cool. And then Ireland, I forget where it was. It was like on a coast. And we walked up and there's a big cross on the top of the hill, um, which is weird. But And then they all say, my cross. Uh-huh. That, that's my that's- cross. <laughs> Um, yeah, so both of those were kind of cool. Um, I don't think I was wearing like good walking shoes either of those times. So not like not what my father would call sensible boating shoes. So what's that mean? Um, I feel like my understanding of the concept of boating shoes is that they are the opposite of sensible because they make you look like a rubber duck. They're sensible in that like they're closed toe. They have good grip they um yeah so like i would say um you know loafers are not sensible boating shoes or like heels are not sensible boating shoes and um i was probably wearing one of those two common i think i was wearing like heeled boots or something which was a mistake (laughs) wearing wearing one of each like one loafer and one heel yeah yeah that was a mistake definitely in the best of circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's my, my, my climbing, um, my climbing history, but maybe the show has given me an encouragement. Did it? To climb. I, I was literally about to ask you that. Not really. Yeah. Um, well, did it, did it give you any, any sense of encouragement to like sort of even generally go outside? Not right now. It's too hot. Yeah. It's pretty hot. Maybe in the fall, but no, it's too hot right now. Fuck that. I wonder if there's like an arc of the show where they go try to climb a mountain and one of them's like, it's actually too hot. And then they go home and knit. Because I would be kind of sad if Aoi ends up giving up all of her like nice indoor hobbies. Because they do talk in the first episode about how she sews and has like a lot of stuffed animals. Although I will say for a teen who explicitly says that she has a lot of indoor hobbies and not a lot of friends, they do not show her posting nearly enough. Or watching anime. Yeah, that character absolutely would be doing one of those three things. Yeah, definitely just like has like a fucking outrageous Animal Crossing island. Yeah, oh my god. Just like completely customized Mm -hmm. time travel to get all the good shit, all those good patterns and everything, yeah. She has like very strong opinions on who you should marry in uh, uh, Stardew Valley. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... Story of Seasons, yeah. mm -hmm. And I, I really would, yeah, and she sort of is like doing sewing while getting really into podcasts. 
uh, you know, just like ripping them on the head. What's the Japanese podcasting scene like? I have no idea. I'm curious yeah, about that. I'm also, I have no idea. I, I'm realizing I don't know anything about the podcasting scene in any non-English language. What's the podcasting scene like in Canada? Well, we do speak English there. What's the podcasting scene like in Canada? I mean, I, I, mean, I guess. It's fairly healthy, I think. Okay. The CBC funds a lot of shit, so. Cool. Canada Land, you know, all those shows. Uh-huh. Like, what, what would I have heard of? Um, you haven't heard of Canada Land? The Walrus? Yeah, the Walrus does stuff, or they used to. Well, a lot of places used to do stuff, and then I think maybe stopped because they ran out of money. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that's sad. Tragic. Much like what happens uh, to Aoi in the show, because there is an arc in which she runs out of money to go mountain climbing and gets a job at a cake store, which is where she meets uh, one of her mountain climbing friends. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Yeah, we love a cake store. Gets a part-time job, you know, classic. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's possible that by the time that this episode airs, I will have done a substantial amount of outdoor activity. Yeah, because uh, you're going away. I'm I'm fleeing. Um, I will be, yeah, on my uh, totally staying. I mean, these are the two poles of activity. And especially these are the two poles of lockdown activity. You either stay inside all the time or you like do outdoor activities in a way where you don't interact with other people. And that's what mountain climbing is. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I will have climbed a mountain by the time that I return. Maybe. We'll, we'll check back on that next time. Mm-hmm. In our classic recurring segment, Has Eric Climbed a Mountain? Uh, and I will receive many words of climbing encouragement. Like that? It's pretty... Um, is there anything else that we want to say about the show? I, I did... No, I think that's basically it. Yeah, I wanted to, to drop, I think, one more thing uh, about this guy that they talk about a little bit um, in their sort of, like, fantasy of climbing... Um, also just note, I'll note like the Yusuke Yamamoto, the director, uh, not a, I mean, he has like a pretty long career. The most notable thing to me is that he did some storyboards on, uh, Mob Psycho 2, uh, which rules. I love, that's like one of my favorite anime seasons like ever. Uh, and you know, he's just like sort of done storyboards and in-betweens on a lot of different things. Um, and I'm, you know, glad he's, he's getting to do these. Uh, and specifically, so what I wanted to mention is in that scene, they mention wanting to have a funeral for, uh, this guy, Naomi Uemura, who, uh, is slash was a Japanese adventurer, um, who did a lot of really cool things by himself. So he... First of all, he started climbing in college in the hopes that it would increase his self-confidence and then became the first person to reach the North Pole by himself, which is just like, that's a lot of confidence. Damn. Uh, First person to raft the Amazon by himself. Uh, First person to climb Denali by himself. And before his 30th birthday, he had solo climbed Kilimanjaro and the Matterhorn, had walked the length of Japan and summited during the first Japanese expedition to climb Mount Everest, which is, oh, also, this is the thing I really By want. age 30, you should have climbed yeah. all these listen, things. Listen, listen. Uh, he also got attacked by a polar bear when he did his uh, North Pole trip. 
So he he says that on the fourth day of the trip, a polar bear invaded his camp, ate his supplies, and poked his nose against the sleeping bag where Uemura lay tense and motionless. When the bear returned the next day, he shot the bear. He was just like, I'm ready. I'm going to fucking kill this bear. And he Damn. did it. Serves like, you right, buddy. That's pretty metal. He got tossed on like a, 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 a sort of like random, like a solo ice flow by himself with his dogs for like a whole night and then managed to, to find safety before it like totally cracked into pieces that he found, you know, a last resort, you could say. Um, I don't know. It's just like, that's sick. I'm glad at the very least that this show made me look up who this guy is. He went missing in Alaska uh, in February of 1984. Damn. So seems probably unlikely that he is still out there, but like maybe. It's possible. It'd be pretty cool. To sort of have like a. You just start a new life in yeah, Alaska. Yeah. Sort of like I, I grow weary of these humans. Mm-hmm. I mean, Yeah. You're not going to get a lot closer to Mars. Imagine if you were this guy and you had survived in Alaska for 36 years and then you returned to quote unquote civilization and someone tried to explain what was happening in the world to you. And they just showed you this anime and were yeah. like, hey, look, that's you. You're in an anime. It's like, well, it's all worth it. It was all it was, worth yeah, it then. Listen. That's that you're you're hearing it here first. If if we get rendered in an anime, it will all have been worth it. Our climb uh, to the heights of anime podcasting glory, as I often describe it. I'm always saying this. Uh, great. I that was the last thing I sort of wanted to drop in. Uh, is there anything else that we wanted to do? Nope, that's it. Or I I, I kind of suspect. I don't know. Are you going to watch more of this? I don't know if it's on. Yeah, and I don't know if I'll be putting it. I mean, it's we'll fine. see. It seems fine. It seems fine. I, it's fun. I'm, it seems fine. I might. We'll see. I'll report back on this. I okay, might. Yeah. I might try to get my girlfriend to watch it because she does a lot of outdoorsy stuff and also likes, you know, like it's cute. cute. It seems fun. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seems nice. Um, but sort of like very much in a. If you enjoy this activity, you will enjoy the anime, and if you don't, unclear. Uh, that's a this sort of very loose. Uh, iteration of the show uh, is there anything else that we want to want to tell people oh i believe the next episode will be our our jubilee is it should that, be is that right? yeah go to fanbyte.com slash podcasts uh to listen to more of our stuff follow us online at fanbyte media you can follow eric at eric therm and i am at merit k uh and you have a whole nother week now to send us questions and things to talk about for our check-in anime jubilee episode so please do that at uh, podcast at fanbyte.com. Send those emails. That's correct. Tell us what do you want us to watch? What have you enjoyed or hated us talking about? Uh, what things have we, you know, what other uh, predators have we grievously offended that we need to sort of like apologize for on air? Just, you know, normal things. Anything else? That's it. That's it. Great. Uh, until our Jubilee, we'll see you in the Shadow Realm.